Fire up the microphone for a Locked On Cardinals Wednesday podcast brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code Locked On, one word. You'll get $10 off your first order. Use the promo code Locked On to get $10 off BuiltBar.com. So I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow the podcast at Locked On Easy Cards. Follow my co host, Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner, who's not missing. We know his whereabouts. He's just been under the weather, luckily not fighting any uh, pandemic virus, but uh, just not feeling good and trying to get through the protocol to get back in studio to uh, deliver just horrible hot take after horrible hot take about the Arizona Cardinals in the NFL. Um, consider yourself lucky that he's been out of commission for the last couple weeks. But uh, no, in, in, in all seriousness, hopefully Alex is feeling better out there. But give him a follow. Give him a pity follow on social media. But we got we have a huge podcast today, and I want to debut a brand new segment. It's called What I'm Excited About Wednesday. And you're like, well, that's that sounds corny as hell. And sure, it is. But it's a new segment where it's kind of a low-key storyline for the Arizona Cardinals that we're not talking about not discussing as much as we should about the upcoming 2020 season. I'll unveil that segment. Plus, did Kyler Murray make the right decision in ditching baseball? Probably an easy answer there. We'll kind of deep dive a little bit more later in this uh, podcast as well. But there's a proposed trade out there for the Arizona Cardinals, and they should probably pull the trigger on it. That's your Lockdown Cardinals lead story. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Trade speculation is swirling around former Arizona Cardinals first-round selection linebacker Hassan Reddick. The potential return in exchange for the X-13th overall pick is the NFL draft equivalent of a ham sandwich. But at this point, if the Cardinals can get anything back for Reddick, it'd probably be a good deal. CBS Sports' Cody Benjamin proposed five trades across the NFL recently, and one of them It includes the Carolina Panthers acquiring linebacker Reddick from the Cardinals in exchange for a conditional 2021 fifth-round pick. Cardinals general manager Steve Kahn. Do it. Do it. Reddick's Cardinals tenure has been that of a young child sitting at the dinner table rearranging his vegetables in an attempt to make it look like he ate them. He's not very productive and not really helping him or anybody else at all. There shouldn't be any hesitancy to send Reddick packing. Now, with every fan base, and not one adverse to this, and not just exclusive to football, believes that they have a collection of players in the history of their franchises that were the ones that got away, that once relinquished from that horrible situation by boneheaded general managers, those players thrived with a change of scenery. This very well could be a scenario for the 25-year-old Hassan Reddick, but here's why Cardinals fans shouldn't put Reddick or place him in the ones that got away category. You shouldn't feel like a lover scorned because Hassan Reddick is never going to be the player that the Cardinals believed he could be in Arizona. Sure, he's played for three different defenses, for three different defensive coordinators, numerous positions over his first three seasons, but he's fallen in a favor in each and every one of those opportunities. He's not losing position battles or playing time the likes of Chandler Jones or Jordan Hicks, fixtures in the Arizona Cardinals defense. It's more of the likes of the Josh Bynes and Joe Walkers of the world. And they're not exactly the best at their position in the league, not even in the conversation. 
Here's the rationale behind the deal for Carolina, according to Benjamin of CBS Sports. Quote, drafted 13th overall in 2017, Reddick has worn out his welcome in Arizona, where Steve Keim and co. effectively replaced him for the second time this offseason by adding multi-purpose linebacker Isaiah Simmons. The Cards could conveniently just cut their former first-rounder after declining his fifth-year option for 2021, but not before auctioning him for scraps. One guy who could easily view Reddick as a reclamation project is Matt Rule, who coached the veteran at Temple and should be on the lookout for any high upside additions to Carolina's rebuilt defense. For a late-round pick, why not? Close quote. If Reddick goes to Carolina, finds his NFL calling under his former college coach, the good for Hassan. This is the point of the relationship where you may like your partner, but you just know you're not for each other. Sure, Reddick may have a decent season. Returning to a pass rush position, playing off the edge in the 34 for Vance Joseph, which he excelled at at Temple. But we both know that this is going to end in divorce. What's his ceiling? Not very high. Plus, you've been looking around, and Reddick could be taking away reps from a pair of smoking rockets like Devon Kennard and Isaiah Simmons, depending on where he fits in in this defense. Fifth-round picks, they're not throwaways. Right? A fifth-rounder... Turned into the Arizona Cardinals' top rusher in 2019 and starting running back in 2020 in Kenyon Drake. He was acquired for a conditional late-round pick, a fifth-round pick, this midseason in 2019. The Seattle Seahawks have traded a pair of fifth-rounders for starting defensive backs. Quandre Diggs from the Detroit Lions and recently Quentin Dunbar with the Washington Redskins, barring whatever happens with Dunbar's legal situation. But there's value. Look, it's inevitable. You can move on now and recoup anything from Reddick. That's the best move. Don't be afraid because there's a lot of potential and you want to continue to try to fit a square peg in a round hole. Reddick very well may become a decent NFL player, maybe even thrive at some point with the right development and opportunity. But one thing's for sure. It isn't ever going to happen here for the Arizona Cardinals in the desert. Son Reddick has just seven and a half career sacks since being selected 13th overall at a Temple in 2017 with just 119 solo tackles. Just not racking up or making an impact in any position that he starts in or plays in for the Arizona Cardinals. But there is a player that was drafted the year after Reddick in 2018 that has me excited in our first installment. Of a new segment here on Locked On Cardinals. What I'm excited about Wednesday, which are kind of low-key storylines, but I'm really excited about with the Arizona Cardinals and their upcoming 2020 season. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow the show at Locked On AZ Cards. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let me tell you about my brand new best friend. I'm talking about the best tasting protein bar ever. Built Bar. It's become a staple on my daily diet regimen. Because Built Bars are tasty. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar with 16 amazing flavors. And their flavor world universe is ever expanding. Right now, eight trusty chocolate nut flavors. And then eight chocolate nut-free flavors. Just as trustworthy. Just as delicious. The bars are covered in 100% chocolate. Soft, easy to chew. And as tasty as they are, they're also equally healthy. Built Bar is great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bar is low-calorie, low-sugar, high-in-protein, and high-in-fiber. 
Check out just a flavor profile, for example, of the mint brownie. 15 grams of protein, what you need, just 110 calories and only 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, one word, and you'll get $10 off your first order. That's just using the promo code LOCKEDON for 10 bucks off at BuiltBar.com. It looks like there's some report dates for NFL teams for training camps. This is according to new CBA changes, training camp rules, to make most of the report dates uniform. This is according to Adam Schefter and ESPN.com that the new NFL collective bargaining agreement was approved in March has quietly brought about changes to training camp rules that will affect this summer. Whereas it used to be required to report to training camp 15 days before the preseason opener, 30 NFL teams now must report July 28th, which is 47 or 48 days before week one of the regular season. So the NFL, the Arizona Cardinals, they are eyeing, they're locking in on training camp beginning at the end of July. Just pretty much just a couple days after when they would normally report. It's usually, you know, right around uh, mid to late July. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brock. Follow the podcast at Locked On AZ Cards. Uh, visit BuiltBar.com. Right now, using the promo code Locked On, you can save yourselves ten bucks off the first order. Kyler Murray, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson—they all play the quarterback position, and they're all being talked about uh, in the same conversation. I'll tell you what that's all about. That's coming up later in the podcast. But I want to debut a brand new segment. I mentioned it yesterday. Normally, Wednesdays are reserved for what Clancy got wrong Wednesdays, but since Clancy. Um, works, does this podcast about every four years on February 29th on a leap year because he, he's just he's not around that often. Um, I, I don't have that much content. When he does a show, I, I've got a ton of content to uh, point out what Clancy got wrong. But since he's he just doesn't do the podcast that often, I, I needed to switch things up. So here it is. It's, it's what I'm excited about Wednesday. And it's kind of low-key storylines that are under the radar for the Arizona Cardinals upcoming 2020 season. And the first one I wanted to debut, and it's not, it's like at some point, I'm sure I'm going to get to Kyler Murray in his second season. I'm going to really deep dive and, and talk about and look ahead why I believe Kyler Murray is going to fall in a long line, a recent long line of second year quarterbacks having immense success in their sophomore season or DeAndre Hopkins, that deal. Um, as Isaiah Simmons, the first round pick, how excited I am about him. But I want to keep it lower key and talk about some of the storylines that aren't getting mentioned on a daily basis on this podcast in particular. And what I'm excited about this Wednesday, when I'm filled with glee, something under the radar that gets lost behind the headlines for the 2020 Arizona Cardinals season. Third-year wide receiver Christian Kirk is going to be the Cardinals' second most productive wideout this season because he's going to be the biggest game-breaking potential of the current group, DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is a rubber-stamp Hall of Famer. He has continued to stiff-arm father time as it tries to take him down. DeAndre Hopkins, we all know about Nook, but Christian Kirk behind Hopkins will be the second most productive wide receiver, the third-year wideout. His game-breaking potential is huge. I mean, he's shown development from year one to year two. 
He had 43 catches his rookie season, 590 yards receiving, three touchdowns in 12 games before an injury. And then last season, in 13 games, he had 68 catches for 709 yards and three scores. I don't expect Kirk to receive a higher volume of targets. It was kind of interesting looking at uh, the Houston Texans the last few seasons with DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, he was just an absolute target monster. I mean, wide receivers after DeAndre Hopkins fell off a cliff. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is upwards of 150, 160 targets where everybody else is limited to, you know, about 60 to 70 targets, if that. So in Cliff Kingsbury's air raid offense, I would expect the ball to be kind of thrown around the field a little bit more instead of targeting and zeroing in on Nook, and Christian Kirk is going to be a beneficiary of Nook Hopkins and Larry Fitzgerald taking some of the uh, better defenders in the opposing secondary's attention. Kirk is going to be able to take advantage of weaker coverage, probably think quality over quantity. His targets probably will take a hit compared to last year, but his catch percentage is going to be a lot higher, I'd expect. You're going to see Christian Kirk take the top off more than a late 90s Wild On video. It's it's going to be beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful to see Kyler Murray throw deep ball. I mean, he just knows how to sling it. And I expect Christian Kirk to be on the receiving end of many of those passes. No more matchups for Christian Kirk where it's Jalen Ramsey of the Rams, Shaq Griffin of uh, the Seattle Seahawks, and Richard Sherman. In those games last season against the NFC West opponents, Christian Kirk was just shut down to the tune of just over 28 yards per game with no touchdowns. I mean, he was just he was on a milk carton during those contests. And he caught just just over half of his targets at 53%. That's not that's not getting it done. So a lot of the balls that were thrown to Kirk during those matchups were batted down, intercepted, whatever it may be. They didn't end up in the hands of Christian Kirk. Expect Kirk to feast on lesser defensive backs in 2020, like he did. If you look at the numbers and you think about a, uh, a, a about a division that doesn't isn't exactly known for its defensive secondary, Kirk feasted on that last year in the NFC South, as Tampa Bay, Carolina. Atlanta, New Orleans. Now Kirk didn't play against the Falcons last last time. It was uh, Kyler Murray did have he was the NFC player, offensive player of the week that 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 week in a victory. Thanks, place kicker Matt Bryant. But he averaged 92 yards receiving per game against the NFC South last year, including a monster career best six six catches for 138 yards and three touchdowns against Bruce Arians Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and that just just pillow soft secondary, which they tried to address this offseason uh, in the second round with Antoine Winfield. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But you'd have to expect big things from Christian Kirk. And Larry Fitzgerald playing the slot, I still believe he's going to be a factor. But as far as putting up just gluttonous numbers outside of DeAndre Hopkins, I think Christian Kirk has the edge uh, to be the second most productive receiver on the Arizona Cardinals. And then after that, it's going to be exciting to see because I think there's a lot of physical, athletic talent beyond Kirk and this receiving core. Uh, you know, whether it's Andy Isabella or whether it's Hakeem Butler, those are going to be other guys when it's not Kirk uh, who have the potential to take the top off the defense and are going to be facing softer coverages than Nook and Fitz. It is Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So Kyler Murray in the same conversation as Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. What's it about? We'll get into that combo. 
Uh, give me a follow on Twitter, at Bob Brack. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Follow the show at Locked on AZ Cards. It's Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network. Major League Baseball first year player draft going down today. It's got a completely different look than it has in the past uh, couple decades. Obviously, it's uh, six, significantly shorter, just five rounds, um, because there doesn't look like there's going to be any minor league baseball due to the coronavirus. But uh, Arizona Diamondbacks still have an opportunity to put a nice, talented player right into their system, of course. You got to check out Locked On D backs. You got to check out Locked On MLB for the latest and the selections coming up this afternoon. This is obviously previous to the draft going down here when we recorded this podcast. But check out our MLB channels on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, brought to you by Built Bar. Save 10 bucks off by going to builtbar.com and using the promo code Locked On, one word off your first order. I'm your host, Bo Brock. So speaking of the Major League Baseball draft, there's been a lot of multi-sport stars out there in the NFL, including Arizona Cardinals quarterback Kyler Murray. He was, he's got the only distinction across major sports being a first-round pick in both NFL and Major League Baseball. Drafts. He was drafted by the Oakland Athletics even before the Cardinals even thought about selecting him number one overall. He signed for over four and a half million bucks uh, for a signing bonus, and it looked like he was just going to start uh, a career in professional baseball after his his college football playing career and start riding buses and making trying to make his way to the big leagues. But um, a lot changed. He won a Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma as being the successor to Baker Mayfield. The rest is history. Joined Cliff Kingsbury in his first season. He wins the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, there's an article out there by ESPN that has Kyler Murray in the same conversation as Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Russell Wilson. Some elite quarterbacks there. Kyler Murray, how does he fit in? It's a lineup of NFL stars that were drafted by Major League Baseball teams. And Patrick Mahomes is their starting pitcher. His father, Pat Mahomes, was a uh, was a pitcher for many years in the big leagues, and um, one of the reasons that Mahomes is so has so much arm talent. Apparently, he reached ninety three miles per hour as a pitcher in high school back in Texas. Um, you could also swing it a little bit. Tom Brady was the catcher for this NFL star major league baseball comprised lineup. He was drafted in the 18th round in 1995 by the Montreal Expos. And uh, Tom Brady apparently was a, was a really good hitter, uh, but protected and kind of was, uh, was the quarterback of the defense there as the catcher um, before he was under center for the Patriots or even before with the Michigan Wolverines. Uh, you've got your second baseman, Russell Wilson. He was drafted a couple times by the Baltimore Orioles, Colorado Rockies. I believe he played in the Rockies farm system at one point and then part of the Rule 5 draft by the Texas Rangers, kind of as a gimmicky play by the Rangers, brought him to spring training. Russell Wilson, uh, not exactly talented swinging the stick. He hit a combined 229 with five jacks and 26 RBIs. He did steal, swipe 19 bases, but he struck out 118 times at 315 at-bats. He struggled to make contact, which is kind of weird to think of uh, more of a system guy, a guy who takes care of the football, that he was kind of a feast or famine type at the, at the, in, the, in the box. And then you get to Kyler Murray. They've got him at shortstop because he played shortstop in high school, as do a lot of good ball players. 
But uh, I think he was going to probably project out as an outfielder. That's where he played at Oklahoma, where he hit 298 with 10 bombs and 47 RBI, which uh, kind of propelled him to his first-round status with that athleticism. Oakland liked it. Uh, in this article, they compare him to Diamondbacks outfielder Starling Marte, which that is not... I mean, when you look at the comparison, Marte is a very good big leaguer. I know he was traded recently from Pittsburgh to uh, to Arizona. But Marte, I mean, he's a great hitter. He's over 290, over 20 homers, good speed, steals a lot of bases, always around 25, anywhere between 25 and 45 stolen bases. Uh, but then you think about it, I mean, that's that's a lofty projection. Was it the right move? Did Kyler make the right decision? If that's his comp by ditching baseball, I'm going to give it an emphatic yes. I mean, he was the number one overall pick in the NFL, playing the toughest position in all of sports. And and this is not only just because Major League Baseball is a complete dumpster fire right now and they can't get their crap together to play games when they could take advantage of a sports-craved society and maybe gain and garner some new fans but also because Kyler Murray's football skill set is far more impressive than his baseball skill set. I think Kyler Murray, as strong as he may be for his frame, hitting 20 jacks is probably not in the cards for him. Hitting close to 300, 290. I I think comp for Starling Marte and Kyler Murray, I think to Marte, it's a bit insulting because we only... as well as Murray played at Oklahoma for their baseball program, it wasn't even close to what he did for their football program. And I know we've seen quarterbacks thrive there under uh, under Lincoln Riley. But you got to think, Kyler Murray, is even though he kind of gave the Heisman pose with the stiff arm to Major League Baseball and professional baseball, doesn't want to ride buses, but he wants to be the uh, enjoy the perks of being a star NFL quarterback even though he said, look, there's all that guaranteed cash in baseball, it's still not starting quarterback cash. And Kyler Murray's shown, winning the Offensive Rookie of the Year in 2019, that he belongs, and it's this is just the beginning for a very promising career from the multi-sport star. And he, he's, he said that he, he still might want to scratch that itch, which is interesting, but it, he, he remains and shows that he's focused and committed to the Arizona Cardinals, even more so than Josh Rosen was in his first offseason, despite all the speculation surrounding Murray uh, as the Arizona Cardinals quarterback. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brack. Going to be back at it uh, on Friday. we got a special edition podcast tomorrow that we're excited about. Can't wait for you to hear that. But... Uh, in the meantime, as we wrap up this edition of Locked on Cardinals, tell your smart device, tell your smart speaker to play the most recent episode of Locked on NFL Draft. Get ready for the next crop of NFL Draft talent. You guys have a great day. I'll talk to you on Friday. I'm Bo Brock. It's Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.